There is not a person in the history of the world who will escape life without scars. That's the bad news. It's the reality that we all are broken people who have shattered pieces in our lives. But here's the good news. The good news is that there are some scars we can escape, and those are the self-imposed scars. This week, as we continue in the Destination series, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. And it's this topic, destinations, scars, or purity. And here's what I know about us as parents and grandparents and the older generation that cares about the next generation. Whether or not we have sexual scars in our own lives, we definitely want to help the next generation escape those in their lives, right? Hi, my name is Tasha Williams, and I encourage all of us to skip the intimidation and get straight to the conversations that really matter, including this conversation about sexual purity. The link to the discipleship conversation that goes along with this podcast episode can be found in the show notes. I'm going to cue the intro, and then we'll be right back to talk about destinations, scars, or purity. In a world filled with a lot of talk, the Family Disciple Me ministry encourages intentional, meaningful, biblical conversations with those God has entrusted to us. In these drastically changing times, join us as we discuss the eternal truths of God's Word and relevant topics, as well as how to engage the next generation about these. It's true, discipleship starts with a conversation. So let's jump into a conversation starter right now. Back in the day when middle schoolers were called junior hires, I was a junior high girl sitting in youth group at my church. And there was a particular high school girl. She was beautiful. She was blonde and radiant and popular. Her name was Rebecca. And Rebecca had made a decision that she wasn't going to kiss until her wedding day. Back before the era of promise rings, this was going to be her symbol, her vow of sexual purity. Well, as my youth pastor talked about purity, and as I watched Rebecca's example as a high school girl, I made a commitment in my heart that I wasn't going to kiss until my wedding day either. For me to make that promise to have my first kiss on my wedding day meant that everything else was going to be a first on my wedding day as well. I did that as a promise to God as a way to honor him. And I also did it because I thought as a middle school, junior high girl, that it would be such a beautiful way to honor my parents through purity. Little did I know as a seventh, eighth grade girl, how much that one decision would impact my life, not just through my junior high and high school and even college years, but to this day, how much impact that decision for purity would have, how many ripple effects that would have throughout my entire story. Yes, I did have my first kiss on the lips on my wedding day in front of God and everybody, but that was only the beginning of what God was going to do in my life through purity. For now, let me just say, I'm so grateful for parents who took me to church where I could learn God's word. 
I'm so thankful for a youth pastor who wasn't intimidated to talk about this particular topic of sexuality and purity. And I'm so grateful for the example of a high school girl who was willing to articulate what God was doing in her life so that her testimony could radiate into other lives, including mine. That's part of my story. However, I'm well aware that everybody approaches this topic with a slightly different angle or nuance to their story of what purity and scars look like in their own lives. As we continue in our Destination series, I've put a lot of thought into what it looks like for us to approach this conversation with our own kids, with the next generation entrusted to us. As a ministry, Family Disciple Me is going to spend some time this coming year talking about some very, very real topics within sexuality, but I want us to just begin the conversation here and now within the Destination series because I believe it's so pertinent and it's so important. Just today, I had a friend tell me about how her 12-year-old daughter got a message about sex from a friend of a friend and how upsetting and revolting that was. Our kids are hearing about this topic at a very young age, and we can let them hear about it through their peers. We can let them be confronted about it through social media. We can let them be influenced by it through a million other places, or we can dive into the conversation with them ourselves. And I think a really good way we can begin to engage this conversation is through this very paradigm of scars or purity. We want to teach the next generation what the Bible says. But here's the thing. We don't want to beat them over the head with it. We want to invite them into God's word and into conversations about how God's word applies to every aspect of our lives, including this topic of purity. We want to talk to them, but we don't want to engage this through just beating them with the Bible. That's what was done to some extent in generations past. And I feel like there's something of a societal backlash to that right now. We don't need that. We want to skip the intimidation and get straight to the conversations that really matter, helping our kids understand how biblical truth relates to their everyday lives. So here's the particular verse that we have for this week's conversation. 1 Corinthians 6.18 says, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. So what does it look like to engage our kids about this paradigm of scars or purity as it relates to this verse? Here's where the structure of the W's approach to discipleship is super helpful because I'm going to send them that verse message. I'm going to put it on my screensaver so that if they see my phone, they see it. I may print it out, put it on the refrigerator. We'll see if I get that far. But when it's time to have a conversation about that verse, I'm not just going to say it to them and impose it upon them. I'm going to invite them into a conversation about it, and I'm going to use the four W's of discipleship. Those are word, why, what, worship. So 
I'm going to read that verse or have one of them read it. And then I'm going to do the first W word and ask the question, what is God saying to us through this scripture? And then I'm going to listen to them. We're going to read the verse again. We may have to read it several times before each one answers, but just letting them listen to the word and respond to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to them about this verse. It's not about me beating them over the head with it, but them listening to what God has to say through it. Whether you pull up the discipleship conversation on your phone or you print off a hard copy of it, you're going to find that in the organization of Word, Why, What, Worship, there's a paragraph within each of those that provides a little bit of content for you to read, for you to say. And there's also a few extra questions at the bottom of each paragraph. So if conversation lags or nobody knows how to answer, or it becomes just a silly moment of nobody knows what to say, that's okay. That's where you can fill in that space with some of the extra content that Family Disciple Me provides. With my kids, when we talk about Word, I will read some of this content because I don't know how to say everything perfectly. So the content says sexual immorality is any sexual activity outside the boundaries God established. And he tells us to flee or run away from those things. I'm going to talk to my kids about what are some examples of sexual immorality. I'm going to ask them what they think about those, and I'm going to read with them a couple of the verses that are suggested to see what God thinks about those in addition to what he says in 1 Corinthians 6.18. And then after we've talked about word a bit, we're going to go to the next W, which is why. Why does this scripture matter? We're going to talk about that. I want them to say what God and the Holy Spirit are speaking into their lives about why this matters. God designed sexuality to touch the very core of our beings. When we engage sexuality outside God's boundaries, though, that creates scars. We literally hurt our own bodies. I want to talk to my kids about that, engage in conversation about that. And, you know, depending on how much conversation, how long it takes, we may end right there for any particular conversation. This is a lot. This is not just one conversation content. We'll see how far we go, how deep we go, how much we can take, how much the kids can take. That may be the end of the conversation that night, and it may be a conversation that we pick up deliberately, that I pick up and deliberately intentionally start the next morning. And I want you to feel that liberty too. This whole paradigm of destinations, scars, or purity, this is not not a one and done conversation, not by any means. This is a conversation that we circle back to again and again. And I'm telling you, this is not just a conversation that we have with our older teenagers. If you have younger children, do not wait until they're in middle school to have this conversation. You are their parent and you can begin to appropriately, intentionally engage them in conversation about this topic when they are little so that by the time they start receiving those really weird voicemails or text messages or seeing those 
awful things posted on social media, they're not taken aback by that because you're the one that's been talking to them about sexuality and purity from God's perspective and from your family's perspective for months and for years. As I continue the conversation in my family, we may circle back again to word and to why, but eventually we're going to go to the question, what? God, what else does your word say to me about this? Scripture teaches us, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And see, as we correlate these scriptures, starting with 1 Corinthians 6.18, the, the main verse that we have for this conversation, and then we begin to correlate it with other scriptures, we get a more well-rounded view of what the Bible has to say to us about this. We belong to God. And when we live sexually pure lives, not only are we glorifying Him, but it goes back to that basic conversational principle that we have right now in this conversation is that we are protecting our lives from additional scars. We can't prevent every scar in this world that comes upon our lives. There is brokenness, there is pain, there's struggle that's imposed upon us by circumstances that we can't avoid, that this evil world inflicts upon us. And yet sexual purity prevents unnecessary scars. And we can approach that conversation with our kids from multiple directions. And then finally, we're going to get to that final W, which is worship. And the question is, God, how do you want me to respond to this truth? I know when I was a teenage girl, when I was a seventh and eighth grader, and my youth pastor was teaching me about it, when I saw Rebecca's example of purity, I know that the way that the Holy Spirit of God within me wanted me to respond to the truth they were teaching me was by making a promise for purity. And certainly the promise not to kiss until my wedding day is not the same promise that everybody should make. We each get to decide how we're going to respond to God and worship him in this area. His path of purity, it will not just affect our own lives. It will affect how we treat others. It will probably affect how we dress. It will affect what we post on social media, what we look at on the internet, what we do on dates, what type of sites we visit on our computers, and so much more. You get to make the choice. Our kids get to make the choice. Each person gets to make the choice, scars or purity. Let's be parents and grandparents and spiritual leaders who encourage our kids to choose the destination of purity. Whether you walked that path when you were a seventh and eighth grader, high schooler, young person, or whether you didn't, if you're listening this far into this podcast, I'm quite certain that it matters to you. So I encourage you, skip the intimidation and get straight to these conversations that really matter. Grapple with these truths in your own life and ask God how much of your story you should tell. If you feel like your story is too, quote unquote, bad to tell, let me just say that I'm well aware that in sharing my story, it's almost like too good to tell. 
I make myself sound like a goody two-shoes and that's the last thing I want to do. But here's the thing. If we don't tell our good stories and if we are too scared to tell our bad stories, how are our kids supposed to know about the better paths to walk and the paths of scars to avoid? We want them to know the highs of the good things that we have honored God with and how we have followed His best paths, but we also want them to know about what God's redemption looks like. This is true in every aspect of life, not just our sexuality. Indeed, we've all made great decisions along the way and we've all made some terrible ones, but let's not avoid the conversation because of either of those things. God's Word has truth to speak into the lives of our kids. So let's engage the conversations. Friend, I am praying for you. The Family Disciple Me team is praying for you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May He turn His countenance toward you. And as you keep your eyes focused on Him and His Word, and you speak His truth into the next generation, may He give you peace. Go with God, friend. Until next time.